0: Welcome to Episode 4 of the Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast.
1: Welcome to Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast, a podcast that ignites leaders to lead their purpose into manifestation and fuel their greatest leadership success. Now, here is your host, Abiola Saba.
0: Hi everyone! Welcome to the Abiola Saber Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Abiola Saber. I am super, super excited today because I am so humbled by the presence of the person I'm interviewing today. Uh, Today I have a very special guest with us, and I'm really, really thankful. You know, for. First, I'm, I'm thankful that this person, this guest, has humbled himself enough to be, even be part of this uh, podcast. Secondly, I am super excited for you, my listeners, for the things you're going to learn from this giant. And um, very soon, I'm going to be in, in, introducing the giant to you. But let me just share with you uh, one of the pulls or some of the things that you learn from from the giant. You know who I'm in today. He is, a, is an author, and he's written so many books. You're going to learn from him, leadership, growth, and networking. Oh, that is truly, truly, that's going to really, really help a lot, a lot of us. I, another reason uh, why, why I, I'm super excited about this um, you know, the special person I'm going to interview today is, is that, you know, I did my research on him, and I'm so humbled by the fact that people have written so many great things about him, and the fact that, they you know, there's been great things about him, that really makes me really excited, and I also got the introduction from my friend, Joe Farina, so (laughs) Joe is is truly, I'm truly, truly thankful to uh, Joe for this um, connection. Anyways, without further ado, let me tell you who my um, guest is today. My guest is John Milton Fogg. I am so, so excited to have John here. Let me tell you a little bit about John. So John is a writer, is an editor, is a speaker, as well as a coach. John is genuinely proud of being the author and editor of more than 25 books and audio programs. He has sold over 4, four million copies of The Greatest Networker in the World, which is one of his best-selling network marketing titles. Wow. <laughs> over 4 million copies. That's great. He also did a ghost write, write on 1 million best, 1 million seven is placed to be a positive impact to lots of people all over the world. John has a BFA in photography from Philadelphia College of Hat. He has been a carpenter, a laborer, a salesman, a photographer, director of marketing for a natural health food company, and marketing consultant, copy, and ghostwriter as well. Wow, (laughs) this is awesome. I am so excited, pardon my excitement as I introduce John. John has been all over the world. John has spoken all over the world. He has spoken in Australia, Canada, China, Taiwan, Costa Rica, Dubai, Iceland, India, Indonesia, Korea, Malaysia, New Zealand, Russia, Ukraine, oh my gosh, it's all over. Ban has also hosted mastermind sessions, believer Bosses, speaking and listening and coaching for MLL leaders, and his greatest a weekend with the greatest networker in the world. He hosts TGN weekends where he invites five people to his home for a life-changing transformational experience. It is my honor and privilege. I am so humble, John. Thank you so very much for calling. Please join me, my dear listeners, to welcome Mr. John Fink. Hi, John.
1: Hello, my dear. How are you?
0: I am I am super super excited. Uh, I am so honored. Uh, Let me speak for my listeners. We are so honored to have you on um, this leadership podcast. I I know you're a super busy man, and you have taken time out of your busy schedule to be here. So we say thank you
1: so much. You're very welcome. Where does your wonderful accent come from?
0: (laughs) Nigeria.
1: (laughs) You. Uh, when you were introducing me, you said something that was just delightful. Uh, you spoke about my having a bachelor of fine arts degree from the Philadelphia College of Art. However, with your accent, it came out Philadelphia College of Heart. Oh. Uh, I thought I would love to have a Bachelor of Fine Hearts degree from the Philadelphia College of Hearts. That would be great.
0: Mm. Well, it's not too late, John.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. Well, you know that's what uh, that's what my life's about. Working on my degree, dear.
0: That's good. That's good. And you're going to tell us a little bit about that. So let, let's start with you uh, telling us some of your greatest uh, leadership achievements. Uh, I know you've written books that, you know, that over 4 million people are great. But tell us, tell us any of your greatest leadership achievements.
1: Oh, Lord. I really have... Um, I don't think, Fabiola, in terms of leadership, and I was thinking about that as you introduced me and you spoke about your connection to John Maxwell and leadership. Um, Leadership's a funny thing. I think... I'm not sure that we don't make a bit of a mistake by focusing on becoming leaders uh and and developing as leaders my choice there is to look more at skills what are the skills that leaders have and really focus on that and and if leadership happens, it happens. Um, so my greatest accomplishments, uh, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> How many years? Hey, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Well, I've been married, I've been married twice and my joke is that, uh, and one of my other accomplishments is for, for children. Mm. I have a 35 year old daughter, a 30 year old son a 14-year-old daughter, and a 10-year-old daughter. And my joke is I had to make my own grandchildren.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so this time I've been married. It's easy to know how long I've been married because I had one of the most remarkable weeks that I've ever heard anyone describe uh, 14 years ago. I was divorced on Monday, married on Tuesday, took Wednesday off, and Ellie, my 14-year-old, was born on Thursday. That was a heck of a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would count uh, two other uh, things as l- leadership in terms of accomplishments. Um, and one is sobriety. I've been sober for four and a half years after a forty year long drinking career mm. and uh my sobriety is the bedrock of my life it's It's really the single most important thing in my life because everything else is based on it and and the second one is christianity which i found uh, through sobriety the particular recovery program that i'm associated with is a spiritually based program mm-hmm. and its roots back really to the tenets of first century Christianity Mm. and if you had told me five years ago that I would be listening to praise and worship music on the way into town at 6 30 in the morning to go to an early bird meeting of alcoholics I would have told you you were out of your mind but that's what I do Wow! thank you thank
0: you for being very open for being very straightforward. I I am going to mention that later on, but you know one of the uh, one of the contributions I really admire of you uh, is in your book, speaking and listening. Uh, I remember reading uh, a, a particular chapter in, in that book, and uh, you us what do our children complain about? (laughs) And I thought, my gosh, my kids always say, Mom, you don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Tell us. The
1: the subtitle of my book is a little in your face, or a lot in your face. Uh, The book is Speaking and Listening. And the subtitle is You Don't Listen and You Talk Too Much. And Abiola, uh, the, the truth of the matter is that people don't listen. I think it's the number one problem in the world today, and it is all around the world. You you noted various countries that I've uh, been blessed to visit, and it, it really doesn't change whether I'm in Iran or uh, or Russia. Or the United States or the Far East, it's all we are all the same, and people don't listen and and I don't apologize for that, even though it's kind of a brash statement, but if you take a look um we we have a marvelous opportunity look at the wonderful circus we call the presidential elections right. in the United States right now. Wow. And, and tell me, do you think those candidates, any of the candidates, are mm-hmm. actually listening no. to each other, mm-hmm. to us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the examples I use is any of us who are married or in a, in a permanent significant relationship, are our partners really listening? And the example of kids is just perfect because the single biggest complaint children have about their parents is they don't listen. And what is our biggest complaints about our kids? There's a comedian who, who, who had a wonderful thing a number of years ago, uh, when he said, that uh, our children are actually brain damaged. That's why we have to say things to them five times. Mm-hmm. You don't just say no to a child. You have to say no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they don't listen.
0: Wow. So, so. And
1: yeah. it, it, it's because we're doing other things. Right now, if anyone listening to this, broadcast hears any other voice other than mine you are not listening
0: Mm.
1: and that voice inside your head is constantly chattering away and simple physics tells us that nothing no thing can take up the same space at the same time as any other thing that is absolutely true with the words in our head. Mm. If you've got words going on in your head right now, it's not my voice, you can't be listening. And we do it all the time.
0: Right. So, John, can you share just one strategy with us? Just something that can help in, improve our listening skills because I do. Um, with this uh, podcast is listened to by um, leaders or people in leadership position, or people want to increase their leadership needs. And that is one of the concerns that uh, the people that they're leading—that's one of the concerns they raise up too—that the leaders are not listening. So, what, what would you? What just one thing that you can share with us that can help host listening better?
1: Listening is always, 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 <laughs> I hope I made that clear. Yes, you did. Present, present tense. Listening has no relativity, no relationship, no regard for the past or the future. Listening exists Right here, right now, in this very nano-nano-nanosecond. And that is the only place it exists. It exists. Mm. So if you are any other place, rather than right here, right now, with your full attention on the person speaking, you're not listening. Mm. You can't be making what I say Comparing it to something else. You can't be waiting for me to finish so that you can say the great thing you've got to say. Mm. You can't be giving what I say meaning inside your own head and still listen to me. You certainly can't, as the Australians have a wonderful phrase called walkabout,
0: mm. where they
1: just take off and they go into the outback and they walk about. Well, we do that in our minds all the time in conversation. Somebody's talking and our minds go walkabout. You know, we're thinking about shopping and heaven forbid you should be listening to me and checking your email. You sure can't listen. True. Or texting Mm -hmm. or concerned about what's for dinner Mm. or where the dog is or anything else. And because of that, Abiola, it's a, uh, listening is hard work. Yeah. It's not easy. It's hugely rewarding. L- listening, when you really listen to someone, uh, and we're going back to my, my degree from the Philadelphia College of Heart, when you listen to someone, I, I think it's an act of love. Mm. And that's a great tip. Do you um, do you remember um, one or two years ago in your in your past when you were a teenager? Mm. Do you remember the first time you fell in love?
0: <laughs> Don, it's been so long. It's been it's been over twenty. Get too out many-
1: of here. <laughs> okay, do, can you recall? The first time you fell in love? Yes, yes, I came. Good. And can you recall how you listened to that person?
0: Absolutely, yes, yes.
1: It didn't matter yeah. whether he was right or wrong. Mm-hmm. True. It didn't matter if his opinion was crazy. True. It didn't matter if and none of it mattered. He got your full and complete, maybe even infatuated attention. So true. So if you want a model of how to listen, really, really listen, go back to a time when you were in love and listen like that. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Like Like I said, it's not easy, but you've got a model.
0: Yeah.
1: And you can just bring to mind... A time when you were in love and how you listened while you're listening to your spouse, while you're listening to your kids, while you're listening to your coworkers, your team, your boss, your associates. Just, just flash back on that for a minute, a nanosecond. Mm. Wow. And if you do that with some consistency over time, you will. Some of that's going to rub off. You're going to make that present tense for yourself. When you listen to other people. And and mm-hmm. real listening has nothing to do with right or wrong. Mm. It has nothing to do with your opinions, your editorial comments. Right. Comparisons. None of that. It's just fully and completely hearing the other person. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to do what they tell you. You just have to listen. Right,
0: right. Wow. Great nuggets. Thank you for sharing. John Maxwell actually has a book, Everyone Communicates, Feel Connect. And in the book, John talked about people just speaking, but nobody is listening uh, because they're really not connecting. You know, there's just this, there's a lot of distractions. So you, 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 you don't just communicate. You should connect. A part of connecting is you have to listen, you know, not just like you rightly say. Don't wait till the person is done and you're thinking of what you say. Well, thank you for sharing those great nuggets with us. So I want, I want you to uh, look at a mistake, uh, you made in the past, a failure, uh, that you, you, you've had in the past and how you were able to recover from that failure.
1: Hmm. It's an interesting question.
0: Well (laughs) um
1: I've had so many it's hard to choose.
0: Oh thanks for being so honest. (laughs) Just Well it's
1: true. Um failure's a funny thing. There is a, a statement Um, failure is not an option. Mm. And I believe there's a person who said that or the people who say that leave out the next part, which is the most important part of that remark, which is failure is not an option. It's required. Mm. We learn from our failures. We learn from our mistakes. We learn very little from our successes. We celebrate them. Yippee! Hot dog! Look what I did! Yay! Mm. Doesn't last very long. And it doesn't contribute a whole lot to improving our skills and creating more and better results. Mm. And so, a mindset that's very, very useful is that there's no such thing as a failure or failure is simply an opportunity to make an adjustment. It's an opportunity to learn. Right. Um, you know, I've, I've failed in a marriage. Mm. Uh, I failed in life as a, as a, 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 a you know, ridiculous, despicable alcoholic, mm. um, and it's not easy to turn those things around. Yeah. However, it's it's very clear that. It's adversity Mm -hmm. that is the foundation upon which we build any and all of our success. I think one of the things, Abiola, that's a challenge for the world today is that we've got this global conspiracy against adversity. And I'm not saying by any means that war is wonderful and strife and struggle and refugee crises and people going to bed hungry, that, that's, that those aren't wonderful, good things, and oh, how nice we're developing such character because of that adversity. But the whole monstrous middle class is, is the pursuit of making things easy and taking away those very difficulties that create the strengths, the insights, the skills we need to navigate the the sometimes stormy seas of life. Right.
0: Right. So true.
1: So like like I have a strange relationship to leadership, i a strange relationship to failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very good at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess because you're good at it, that's why you're successful. Because failure means you're trying something new. So that's good.
1: That's good. Any one of my struggles, Mm -hmm. Nabiola, any one of my struggles exists in my mind, in my brain, in my mind.
0: Right.
1: God, God has delivered a gorgeous world. It's based on principles and laws. Right. And they, you know, they operate and... Uh, there are laws of cause and effect and equal and opposite reactions and all of these things are designed into this business of life. Right. And, uh, it's our job to work with them. Mm -hmm. I was at a a meeting uh, recently where the topic of the conversation really was adversity. And a lady told the story of being in Italy on vacation, and the very first day, they were rear-ended in their rental car. Whoa. And it was a mess. Wow. And yet, the 36 hours that they spent unraveling the dilemma of insurance and changing the car and driving an hour and a half back to where they rented. Yak, 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 yak. All of the difficulties and, and the unwanted circumstances that actually turned into the very best part of their trip.
0: Wow. They
1: they got to see the country and meet people and wow. and do stuff that they never would have done if if The person hadn't banged into them from behind. Wow. And, you know, there are, there are tough situations in life for sure, but where we need to go with those, and, and this is, this takes some discipline, some managing of your mind, where you need to go to those things is to the silver lining. What can you you know? Where's where's the lemonade? I got all these lemons.
0: That's right.
1: That's just true. a little bit of little bit of organic cane sugar, and uh, I'm off and running. Let's go. Let's have a good time. Yeah. And uh, once again, it is not easy, mm-hmm. and it's not easy only because the only reason it's not easy is because we have made it hard.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the Lord didn't set it up for it to be hard. So true. The Lord actually says, "Give me your burdens. Trust me, I'll help you make it easy." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we don't like to do that. We 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 really want to be heroes and shiros. We want to do the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, bang ourselves over the head, hit the brick wall with our head,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for sharing. So, um, I know. Uh, thank you for sh- for being honest, for being straightforward, and you know, sharing some of the failures with us. So, if you speak to the younger version of yourself, John, the younger, maybe a forty years younger version of John, what would you tell him?
1: Relax. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. stop worrying about it wow oh. you know it's all going to go the way it's going to go it's all good the happy times the sad times just oh. give yourself to it and I think to to me uh and, and this is a recent one for me I mean, I'm delighted I'm 68 I'll be 69 in early January wow oh you had told me five years ago, much less 10, 20, 30, 40, Mm -hmm. that I would be growing and learning and enjoying my discoveries of life at 68, I would have told you you were nuts. I mean, beyond nuts. Certifiable. I, you know, I mean, I grew up in the 60s. I went to college from 1965 to 1969. Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those people who knows the truth that, you know, if anybody tells you, um, they can remember the sixties, they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They weren't. Mm-hmm. It was insanity. Yeah. And that's when I was, those were my formative, formative years. And if you had told me that, that life would be better at 68, 69 than it was, you know, at 19 and 29. I would have just dismissed you totally. Wow. And life is better. Would I love to have my 20-year-old body back? No. I was fat. I'm thin then. Oh. <laughs> I was stupid then. I'm smarter now.
0: Yes.
1: I'm more patient now. I'm more loving now. I'm more caring now. I'm wiser now. Right. And all of those things, you know, I mean, there was only one 30-year-old wise man in the history of the world that I'm aware of. Yes. Um, they come with age. And so I would, I would tell my younger self to relax. And I would, the one thing I think I would encourage myself to do, Abiola, that I have not done well throughout my life is is to be very clear and appreciative and aware of how I was feeling. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a good American male. Right. And we were, and, and who is in my 60s, and, you know, pushing 70. And we were not encouraged wow. to feel um, and to be truthful about our feelings and to express them and to experience them mm. and uh, you know I can't look back and say oh what a loss mm. it was what it was right it is what it is it always is what it is right. but i do I do wish um that I was more I hate to say it because it sounds so um, politically correct but I wish I was more in touch with my feelings for more of my life mm. I wish I was more in touch with them today
0: right right well I'm sure there'll be people who, who will learn from uh, the, the expressions I mean your suggestions today so, especially talking to the younger version of yourself, uh, we're, we're truly privileged at this time to have all these uh, gadgets that, you know, when we were growing up, it used to be just the radio, television, and re- re- reading a book. Uh, right now, there are so many platforms that uh, people can learn from, uh, Giants like, so I'm, I'm really thankful, you know, for your honesty and for, for being very straightforward so um john do you have any projects that you're doing right now i know you've written so many books and i know you do um weekend masterminds and things like that is there anything that you're doing right now that you want to share with our listeners
1: well yeah i can um what is uh, speaking and listening? And I just made a decision a couple of months ago. I'd been working on a book, you know, a couple hundred pages. And I just thought, oh, the heck with this. And I made it a 26-page book that takes 15 minutes to read, and I'm going to sell it on Amazon as a Kindle for a dollar. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've done two books that have sold over a million copies each. Uh, I've done the whole routine. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Who cares? It, it, it's important. Speaking and listening is really important. It's something we can all do. It is a fundamental skill. We could all be so much better at it. And of all of the skills that will have an impact on your life, it's the one you can improve the fastest and, and the easiest. So it's really important. So that's a, that's a major area of my interest these days. Mm-hmm. And I'm working, my wife is Russian okay. and I met her in Moscow about 20 years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm and there were some people that she has recently reconnected with in Russia who are pretty extraordinary they've put together some learning models uh, delivered by webinars okay. and and they make they make a game out of it now i don't know anything about computer games my my uh, my 10 year old plays minecraft and and my 14 year old plays with her I don't know anything about computer games. I never enjoyed games, not Monopoly, not checkers. You know, Uh I could care, I could care less. Uh I
0: think
1: I was, I think I was so attached to winning that anytime I didn't win, it broke my heart. So, you know, I just felt it was a personal indictment if I didn't win. So I didn't play. That was my strategy. Doesn't work very well. Always wanted to win the lottery, but never bought a ticket. You know,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like me too. Um, but these, the and these, these guys are in the Guinness Book of World Records, Aviola. They did a webinar that had ten thousand participants. Wow! And then they, and then they followed it up, and they did a woman's webinar for. Uh, personal growth and development, health and, and wellness, balance, um, and they had 18,000. So we're working with them uh, on some personal growth and development, uh, on our speaking and listening. They call them questionnaires, where they turn these learning, learning experiences uh, in any field into games. So people get points and ask questions and answer them and it's, uh, but it's, the degree of difficulty is pretty high because, you know, it goes from English to Russian and Russian to English and back and forth and, uh, so we're working on that and it's an opportunity for me to be in direct partnership, um, professionally with my wife yeah and that's that's really interesting
0: <laughs> that is, awesome. That is I, awesome
1: wow, I swear the the woman absolutely does not listen to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need to share some nuggets with her or not to better listen to you, or maybe you should it's listen. Just, to
1: it's <laughs> just amazing this girl is always right. <laughs> You know, it's, so I, and I think that's very Russian. So uh, here we are. It's a lot of fun.
0: Thank you so much, John. So, how can the listeners connect with you? How can they get in touch with you if they want to?
1: I am a few weeks at the most away from reopening my site, speaking and and listening dot com. Okay. And right, right now there is a group that they can join on Facebook, okay. facebook.com slash groups slash speaking and listening. There are a lot of posts in there and resources in there that they can have. And, um, the book is probably two weeks away from being out. I need a Library of Congress uh, catalog number for it, uh, and and, and I just need to get that done. Okay. That's one of those tedious, fill out the forms online, and that's not my favorite thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'll do? I'll put the link uh, to the group. I'll put it in the show notes so people can just click on, on that. And John, Drew. great, thank you. Yes, yes, John. It truly is an honor and privilege to have you on this podcast. I am very, very thankful for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for the great connection we just started, and I really look forward to ours. more things together in future.
1: Thank you, dear. I appreciate you very much. God bless. You have been listening to Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast. To get exclusive access to Abiola's free training, visit abiolasaba.com. abiolasaba.com and join her email community. If you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time, remember great leaders don't just lead, they empower others to lead in areas they are passionate about.